0: Good afternoon and welcome back to Behind the Bark Podcast. My name is Philip Huber with the Oconee Enterprise.
1: And I'm Hayden Chambliss with Bulldog Illustrated. And we are so excited to give you this special episode covering the University of Georgia baseball team's series with the Vanderbilt Commodores.
0: Yes, we're here at Foley Field. Uh, the game just ended probably about an hour ago at the most. And uh, we're here to give you a recap. We're going to start with Friday night's game. Uh Hayden, kind of break that game down for us.
1: So UGA lost three to two in eleven innings, which was an incredibly long game here in Athens, Georgia. The team hit for a collective 0. 0.190 average, and two runs scored off the bat from LJ Talley and John Cable both came in the third inning. Tally went one for three with two walks and an RBI, and Cable went one for four with an RBI.
0: Yeah, and they had a 2-1 a, a lead, Hayden, for most of the contest <clears throat> going into the ninth inning, too. Um, that was until Vandy's pinch hitter, Walker Grinsati, and I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly, homer to right field, like I said, in the ninth inning to tie it up 2-2. Uh, the game went into two extra innings. Uh, the game ended, though, when Vandy's Ethan Paul homer to right field again in the top of the 11th inning kind of blew a 2-1 lead there in the ninth inning. Really, though, Georgia had its chances, and the biggest stat that uh, pops out to me as far as that loss is they uh, left 11 runners stranded on base. Uh, But it was a tight contest, and they have a lot to thank for their pitching, don't they, Hayden?
1: The University of Georgia's pitchers have really come up and done their part this year. Emerson Hancock, who's arguably one of the best pitchers in the entire country, he started on Friday, and he had a phenomenal performance on the mound. You know, Vanderbilt could have had a lot of more runs scored in that game. Yeah. Um, without Emerson's excellent pitching, I think that they would have had a lot more. He pitched seven innings, had four, only gave up four hits. One earned run, four walks, and had eight strikeouts. Aaron Schunk came into the ninth inning as well for a save situation, but he surrendered the home run to Grisanti and Paul in the ninth and eleventh innings. So instead of picking up his eleventh save of the season, he picked up his first loss. Schunk now has a 2.65 ERA and is 1-1 one one on the season with 13 appearances on the mound.
0: Yeah, you know, it was a crucial game one there for the Bulldogs, Hayden. In such a uh, important and important series here at Foley Field, you host uh, the number five Vanderbilt Commodores in your home stadium. Uh, you're number four yourself. Um, kind of let that one get by them. Do you think that that loss um, really affected how they uh, approach the rest of the series?
1: Well, when I was talking to Coach um, Strickland after the game, the question was asked because. This is, I think, the second time that they have lost the first game in a series. They lost the first game on Friday to LSU, but then they came back and won. I think that it shows how resilient this team is. I think it shows that they can pick themselves back up, that they stay motivated, they don't let themselves get down on the loss, and that you know, they really have a good bond as a team so that they can bring each other up and go and win the last two games to complete the series.
0: Gotcha, and that's exactly what the Bulldogs hit, did here this weekend. We're going to shift our focus now on to game two, which was played on Saturday. Uh, UGA won that one very comfortably, 8-3. Uh, the team co- hit for a collective 392 batting average. But it really the difference maker was redshirt sophomore from Lawrenceville, Georgia, Riley King. Uh, he led the way for the Bulldogs Saturday going 2-3 for three with four RBIs but it only took one swing of the bat to get those four RBIs. Uh, they came off his home run that he hit over the left field fence in the fourth inning. And um, he was the only one that hit a home run for, he wasn't the only one that hit a home run for the Bulldogs Saturday, earlier in the game in the second inning. Uh, LJ Talley hit a solo shot over the right field fence, but really though, King's uh, homer right there in the in the fourth inning was the difference maker. And I'd argue to say it was the difference maker in this whole weekend series, wouldn't you, Hayden?
1: I would. You know, King is somebody. It's a name you've heard a lot this yes, season, definitely. and I think you're going to continue to hear it throughout yeah. his time here at Georgia, and probably even after. All of his te- teammates have nothing but good things to say about his work ethic, his attitude, how he plays. He really is a team player, and he gives his all every time he's on the field
0: and the thing is he's only a sophomore so uh, he's got two years left to really contribute to the bulldogs uh, program and the bulldog success moving forward uh, like i said i just think that home run even in the second game of this series uh, really turned the momentum in uga's favor because at the time i think they were only winning uh, three to one uh, so it was kind of a close contest before that homer, but you put up four runs and get the lead uh, from a two-point lead to a seven-point lead or six-point lead, excuse me. That really just turned the momentum entirely for the Bulldogs this weekend. And they may look at that one hit and be like, this is what won us the, uh, the weekend series here in this pivotal weekend matchup with the Commodores. So now we're going to go on today. and Our main focus of today's episode is going to be on today's performance, Sunday, April 7th. Uh, UGA did in fact win the series today. They beat the Commodores three to one. They now take a definite stronghold on the SEC East. They, after the weekend series, UGA now stands at 27 and six overall, and they now lead the East nine to three. After this weekend series, though, Vanderbilt drops to seven and five. So now they go from one game down to the Bulldogs, now to two games down. So UGA definitely needed this weekend uh, win and definitely uh, getting two out of the three. Obviously they would have liked to get the sweep here, but they didn't, they won two out of three, and now they got some momentum going into really the strength of their schedule moving forward.
1: The last time that the Georgia Bulldogs won a series over Vanderbilt was in 2008 during the College World Series or, um, excuse me, during the 2008 SEC title in Nashville. Um, and then the last time they won in Athens was actually in 2003. The wow. Underball um, has had a long-running streak of wins over this team, so I think it was a, almost a moral victory as well as a physical victory as well um, for the Bulldogs to win over the Commodores tonight.
0: Yeah, and what happened in 2008 later in that season, Hayden?
1: Later that year in 2008 – The Bulldogs went to the College World Series in Omaha, um, which, you know, we'll talk about this later, but this season is looking pretty much like that 2008 season. This is the best season that this team has had since they went to the College World Series. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later um, and kind of give you our insight on maybe that could happen again.
0: Yeah, they're definitely showing uh, signs of the 2008 season. Who knows? We may be talking about uh, UGA when it comes around in Omaha around June uh, but today they really showed flashes of working as a collective unit um, you can't really pin this today's win on uh, one particular player or one p- particular performance uh, it really was a team effort uh, T- Tony Losey, uh took the mound for the Bulldogs uh, he went seven innings which ties his career high only gave up one hit, one earned run, and struck out five batters, uh, along with three walks. It's kind of a shaky start there for Losey, though. Uh, He started the first inning with a four-pitch walk. Um, But it seemed like after the first inning, though, he just seemed to settle in, start dealing all over the strike zone, and he took control of the mound and took control of this ball game. Uh, Two of UGA's three runs were scored in the second inning. Uh, first baseman Chaney Rogers double to right field, which brought John Cable in from second to go up 1-0. And then the very next batter, left fielder Randon Jernigan battled, uh, batted in Cable to also score from second and double UGA's lead 2-0. The third one was eventually scored uh, later in the sixth inning when LJ Talley singled to right field and scored Riley King to give UGA its final um, score. So they win the series. Huge pickup. uh, Two wins here for uh, UGA moving forward. And they have uh, some tough competition coming up. But they can uh, take a moment and celebrate this one, can't they, Hayden?
1: Yes, they definitely deserve to celebrate this win. Like I said earlier, this is a big win. It's the first over the Commodores in a very long time. It's also very telling about where this team was going in the postseason and some possibilities there. I talked to Tony Lucy today after the game about his performance. He, you know, pitched seven innings, had 117 pitches and 71 strikes, and this is what he had to say.
0: No, it's awesome. Man. It's good for me. It's good for our team. And, uh, the main thing is really good for our team. I mean, me going back out the seventh, we saved two arms. We had let Zach get in there closer for the two, and uh, we won a ball game.
1: You can see from Tony's quote there that. He and this whole team really make it a team effort. He wasn't bragging about his own performance or anything like that. You know, he really made it so he was talking about the team, not himself. Now, when we're talking about the way that this team's season is going, and, you know, they are leading the SEC East and the SEC as a whole, which is a very competitive place in baseball, but they're also – In the talk for possibly one of the best teams in college baseball, the highest that they are ranked right now, I think as of April 2nd, is D1Baseball.com has them at number four. Um, You know, the National College Baseball Writers Association has them at number seven, as well as College Baseball Poll, Um, Baseball America has them at number six, and the rating percentage index does have them at 24 when I talked to Coach Strickland after the game, this is what he had to say about this team's performance as a whole and what this kind of says about their season.
2: Well, I think our guys know that we're a pretty good team. But I think we've proven it just by losing on Friday nights against LSU and Vanderbilt, losing one to nothing and three to two and the way that we lost. I mean, Emerson Hancock, arguably the best guy in the country, loses two heartbreakers on Friday nights. And our team bounces back against LSU and Vanderbilt, two top five teams and illegitimate top five teams. And uh, so I think it, it shows that our team is, is a pretty tough team. We are beat up, and uh, we're just overcoming. You know, Chaney Rogers is making plays like you just wouldn't believe. Uh, the play he made there in the ninth inning, that changes the game. He hits a double there. Uh, it, it's a whole lot different Tyron comes to the plate. So guys are just stepping up. You know, Shane Marshall struggled at the plate, but he just caught a one-hitter. And, uh, and that's all we kept telling him, just hang in there and just catch. Catch a winner. And uh, so guys that are filling in and stepping up. Brandon Jernigan got a big hit, big RBI. And, uh, you know, those guys were not in the lineup on opening day, and they're here right now, and and we're in first place with those guys.
1: I know. Coach mentions there how this team is kind of banged up, which I think any team is at this point in the season. Don't you agree?
0: Yeah, a lot of teams are not uh, operating with their opening day roster, that's for sure.
1: And especially with this team being banged up, you can see how this team is still performing at top, top play. Um, with their backups. I mean, percentage of starters are not out there. You have Mason Meadows, who got a face injury a few games ago. Um, He's apparently supposed to be back soon. Um, Sullivan, today, he apparently told Coach that, you know, he's ready to get back in there. So, we might see him on Tuesday against Georgia Tech here in Athens. But, I think also, um, who was it, Ryan Webb. Ryan Webb um, should be getting back out there soon. He's an amazing pitcher. He usually follows um, Emerson Hancock, um, which, ironically, they are best friends and roommates, so that's a cool story there. Now, Philip, with this season being over, halfway over, I think only 23 games left in the season, 11 at home, what do you think about this Bulldog team's chances of going to Omaha?
0: I think their chances are very, very strong. Uh, they have consistent hitters uh, up and down the starting nine. Um, they don't have to depend on one power hitter really to carry them. Um, anybody can get hot at any given time. Um, you mentioned they got 23 games left in the season. 11 of those 23 are at home. Their current home record is 17-3. So, uh, and They host uh, Missouri, Florida, and Alabama who are all very quality opponents. They're gonna host them here at Foley Field. So I would give them a very strong uh, chance. I can't pin a percentage chance down. Uh, If I could though, I would probably give it about a 60, 65% chance of them making it. We'll see how the, the returning starters gel back into the system when they get here and where the backups who have been performing well, where Strickland puts them in the lineup and in the rotation moving forward. So I'd give them about a 60 to 65 percent chance making it back to Omaha this year.
1: You know, well the thing that gives me hope is when the defense fails, the offense is on fire. When the offense is failing, defense holds the score. Um, I think that, like we said earlier, this team is really complete. Yes. They're not lacking in any area. I mean, the pitchers are good. Your outfielders are making amazing catches. Um, your basement are doing their job. The catcher Mason Meadows, and then we had Marshall today. Um, they are doing their part. So each part of this team is an integral part in every win. Now looking forward to this week. Tuesday, Georgia is going to be taking on Georgia Tech here at home in Athens, Georgia, at Foley Field. And Philip, what? How's Georgia Tech doing? Why don't you update us? We we want to see if Georgia can kind of come back and revenge their loss earlier this season.
0: Why are you asking me about Georgia Tech? Am I an expert on them
1: or something? You claim to be. I mean, uh, that's your team.
0: <laughs> uh, but, no, they're uh, playing uh, University of North Carolina this weekend. Uh, they lost the series opener uh, Friday night. I was actually there on the call for WREK's uh, Sports uh, 91.1 FM. Uh, they, they did not look very hot in the series opener, but then they came back. Uh, last night uh, being Saturday night obviously uh, they came back and won in one and walk off fashion 11 to 10 they're playing right now I don't know a final um, but you know I think it's gonna be a good one uh, obviously Georgia did not pay, play its best game a few weeks ago when they traveled up to Rush Chandler Stadium and lost to the Yellow Jackets 11 to 2 we'll see the game's gonna be here at Foley Field Tuesday at 7 p.m. his first pitch Um, we'll see. I think it's going to be a better game this go-around than it was uh, a few weeks ago, but we'll see uh, moving forward. I think um, we'll either see a pitching uh, duel or we'll see a a kind of a shootout with all the batters that both teams uh, have. So um, I would, you know, it's kind of a toss-up. I think uh, UGA uh, riding a hot streak here beating Vanderbilt. Um, They're definitely hot right now, but Georgia Tech is obviously uh, hot too. They've won nine of their last 12 games, so it's going to be two quality opponents going at one another. I plan to be here at Foley Field Tuesday night, support none other than Georgia Tech. Obviously, we'll see what UGA does and see if they'll have a better performance uh, Tuesday here at home.
1: That is it for us today at Behind the Bark. We hope you are will continue to follow us on all of our social media accounts. Please let us know if you. Like this version of our podcast because we I know we really enjoyed recapping this yes. game and being here in the press, bo- press box to see all the live action.
0: Yes, this has been a great experience uh, doing this episode here on site at Foley Field. Uh, Join us next week. We're going to have one of our regular episodes where it's just me and Hayden uh, discussing uh, UGA sports. Uh, we are going to shift away from baseball. The last few weeks we focused on UGA baseball for a good reason. But now we're going to shift away from that. We're going to have a women's theme uh, episode next week. Uh, we're going to discuss UGA women's tennis. They are currently undefeated, uh, and they've already entered SEC play. So we'll discuss them. We'll talk about UGA women's golf. They're hosting the Liz Murphy Collegiate Classic this week at UGA golf course. And then we'll talk about UGA gymnastics. They just recently um Uh, advanced to the NCAA regional finals. And so we'll uh, probably preview that and recap their performance in the Athens regional and how they got to um, the finals. So join us next week here on Behind the Bar Podcast with myself and Hayden here. And um, we look forward to seeing and reading your comments about this episode and bringing you another episode next week. Hope everybody has a great Sunday afternoon.